All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, and we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101Insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. Pizza Mind here with my trusty compadre, Bryce Paul. Bryce, how are you doing today? Sir, I am better than ever. Uh, man, it has been a crazy volatile day. Again, second recording of the day, Tuesday, September 7th. You guys are listening to this. It's probably a couple of weeks after the fact, but holy smokes, am I freaking stoked for our guest today. We are joined by the Index Cooperative Uh, We're joined by a core contributor, uh, somebody who is really a flag bearer for this project, somebody who has poured his life and his soul into it, um, and somebody who the community uh, really respects and really reveres, Simon Judd. Uh, Simon, welcome to the Crypto 101 podcast. Hey, guys. Awesome Awesome to be here. Super, super stoked for this. Huge shout out to all the listeners there. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome podcast. And I am super excited to talk about my favorite topic in the world, which is Index Co-op. All right. I love it. Uh, Well, let's just start there. Why is it your favorite project and why have you kind of dedicated your life to it? Yeah. So that's a good, that's a a really good question. So um, I guess I'll just give you guys some background and who I am and and kind of what led me to Index Co-op and then ultimately what led me to getting, you know, really, really involved in, in the project. So I graduated college in 2013 with a degree in philosophy. And right after I joined, after I graduated, I joined the United States Marine Corps as an infantry officer. Um, so I spent six years of my life uh, leading infantry Marines in, in Hawaii, Japan, Korea, um, and had, had just an awesome experience over those six years. I first, I remember I first kind of got exposed to crypto in 2017. We had just gotten back from deployment and I remember overhearing my Marines like talking about this thing called Ethereum 
And I had like, you know, a two week break after deployment. So I was able to just really do a deep dive, um, bought my first ETH, just, you know, really, 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 uh, really into it right off the base. But, you know, at that time I was, as an infantry officer in the Marine Corps, I really didn't have the foundation either from a technology standpoint or from a finance standpoint to understand what was going on um, and really be able to conceptualize the technology. So um, you were probably like much of our listeners who maybe just first bought their Bitcoin because they saw the price. They're like, holy smokes, this thing's crazy. What the heck is going on underneath the hood? (laughs) 100%, 100%. So I got out, um, you know, I spent the the rest of my time in the Marine Corps um, and I got out in 2019 to go to business school, Um, went to business school at NYU. And and when I got out of the Marine Corps, I really thought I was going to become like a big time investment banker in New York City. That was like my my vision, because as, as a as an officer in the Marine Corps, when you're getting out, really, like there's not a whole lot of options for you that are outside of the traditional path. Like nobody gets out of the Marine Corps and goes and works in tech. Everybody either gets out goes to get their MBA, then they work in uh, banking or consulting. Like that's the track that everybody does. I had no Um, idea. That's interesting. Yeah. It's really um, because it, you know, it's very, it's this established track. Like a lot of people have done that over time and it's just kind of how that, how that, uh, how that evolves. So I got out, um, I started business school fall of 2019 and I just loved my finance classes. I thought they were fascinating um, I really enjoyed the experience of recruiting for investment banking and kind of understanding what the professional world was like outside of the military. Um, so I spent last summer doing technology M&A at an investment bank in New York City. And I, I enjoyed the experience. I thought it was very challenging. It was really my first time working with technology outside of just email, because in the Marine Corps, it was just really just email was the only thing we really needed. But that was my first exposure to some of the basic tools like PowerPoint or Excel. Um, but as the summer was happening, like DeFi summer was also happening and like the, the crypto bug I caught in 2017 started to kind of like sit in the back of my head and it was, you know, every day, like, Hey, you should check this out more, check this out more. So I got done with the, uh, with the internship and that fall, I, I was living in New York city and I decided just to really, really dive into crypto and figure out what was going on. Um, so in Early November, I'd really I'd learned a lot. I was feeling pretty comfortable. And I remember I came to a point where I said, Hey, if you don't get a job in crypto, like right now, you're gonna spend next year trying to get a job in crypto, the year after that, trying to get a job in crypto, the year after that, trying to get a job in crypto, just do it. Um, so I I decided I was like, hey, we just need to, I just need to dedicate some serious time to really understanding what's going on. So I left New York City. I moved down to uh, to Mexico with really the intent of just being like, hey, every single I don't have a job in crypto, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm just going to talk to crypto people and just dive in. Um, so I got down to Mexico in, in early December and I had no idea where to start getting involved in crypto. I was like sending applications to like random tier two exchanges reaching out to, you know, some market maker, like, Hey, what do I do? And I just had no idea what to start. <laughs> um, but I, at the same time, I, I started to kind of explore some of the discord, some of the forums, and I started to get really involved with Badger Dow and index co-op. And at, for both protocols, it was still pretty early. Like there really wasn't a super established community index co-op. It was really just, you know, two or three other contributors who were posting a lot. And 
I decided to reach out and say, Hey, is there, is there any work you guys need done? And started attending the meetings. I'm I'm curious real quick. How did you stumble upon index co-op? Just like on Twitter? No, the, the, one of the first things I bought in DeFi was DPI, the DeFi pulse index. It made sense to me. I was like, I've invested in index funds before. This is something I, I can get. Um, so I reached out to the index, to some of the community members. I was like, Hey, how can I help out? And they're like, Hey, we do a meeting every Monday. Um, we need some help editing some slides. And I was like, okay, I'm going to edit slides. I'm just going to do whatever it takes. And, you know, I started just kind of helping out here and there. And then really within the first two weeks, I just, I just knew I was like, this is an awesome team. These people are super smart. I really, really uh, gel well with a lot of the people who are already here. This is what I need to be doing. So I remember, um, and it was like late December. There was, there was no like guarantee, no promise, just like helping with slide decks. And I, uh, I remember I called up the investment bank and like my hands were shaking. I was like, ah, it's this scary because I've been working towards this for like three years. And I was like, hey, I'm going to work in crypto, I'm not coming to the bank next summer full time. Um, and I'm going to work at this thing called a DAO. They were like, we don't care, just whatever. Um, and then from there, I, I really, I started just to kind of, uh, you know, getting more involved across the board, started to see more and more opportunities um, and got really involved with our business development. I spun up or I helped spin up our uh, business development working group, um, have been really lucky to partner with a number of really community members from all over the world. And every day at Index Co-op just gets better and better. Um, this is this is absolutely the best team I've ever been on. I'm incredibly passionate about it. Yeah. And Simon, your passion really does pour through the keyboard because just for the record, I mean, me and my affiliates, we are very long uh, index. And most people that come on to this show, you know, they reach out to us and say, hey, can we come on to this show? We actually yeah. reached out to you in particular to represent index. So just so everybody who's at home listening, like the, the, the roles were kind of reversed. I'm kind of fanboying over index. And, uh, you know, I've been following Simon on his Twitter and, and getting a lot of, you know, really actionable information. Um, so just, you know, shout out to you because I think it's just a testament to the the amount of work and you could just tell, right. The passion, the energy, the hard work. So uh, compliments to you. And yeah, we are, uh, and that's a great story. I never knew that story. And um, I'm, I'm really glad you shared that with us. And it's yeah, really it's been a cool. It's been a cool journey. Like, uh, my experience is very similar. You know, I, I was kind of between jobs and I knew I wanted to work in crypto. I went deep down the rabbit hole, learned everything I could, joined a bunch of different communities. And, you know, eventually one uh, stood out above the rest. And I really stuck, became like a very core part of it, much like you are at Index. And that was really the launching pad for the rest of my career. So I right. think it's super cool. Um, let's dive into Index and talk about what it is, what it's doing. Um, there's so many new people to the space that don't know what to buy. And having an index or a basket of a bunch of different tokens that someone else handpicked for you, it's a great approach to get someone's feet wet while they're still doing all their learning and understanding the space. But not all coins in the top 10 or the top 50 or even are actually good. So how do you guys at Index Co-op decide what makes it into the index and how each coin is weighted? Yeah, that's a, so that's a really good question. I think, you know, everybody, no matter how savvy they are in crypto or DeFi, 
like remembers that first time when they first started researching DeFi and figuring it out. And, and people are smart. Like they understand like, hey, this is a really big technology trend and, and there's a good investment opportunity here. But the reality is it's very complicated. It can be very overwhelming. It can be very intimidating. And Index Co-op was really founded with the intent of bringing safe crypto investing to everyone in the world. Um, when you think back, like index funds aren't like a, are a relatively recent invention. They were invent, you know, launched in the 1970s. And prior to that, investors had to invest in specific stocks and be exposed to that volatility and the risk. And index funds, traditional index funds, did a tremendous amount to bring millions and millions of families into the global middle class and provide really safe avenues for people to invest their money for the long term. And index co-op, like we see ourselves as the next generation of that. We see ourselves as the platform that will allow millions and millions of families to safely enter crypto investing and do it in a, in a way that makes sense for them and will help them build a really strong long-term financial future for themselves and their families. Um, and then how we do that is we partner with methodologists and we, for a good example is DeFi Pulse, who is one of the leading methodologists in the space. And those methodologists design each of our indexes to ensure that they only really include the best assets in the space. So would it be a fair comparison to kind of say that index is like the SMP uh, that, you know, it's like kind of like the standard and pores of uh, cryptocurrency because, you know, index, uh, the, you know, these token holders, the index cooperative um, basically gets to determine what goes in the quote unquote S&P 500 of crypto. So a little bit. So uh, the, the methodologists who are external to index co-op are the ones that design what goes into each index. Um, index co-op itself is like, we're really the platform that launches the different products. So we work really closely to identify who the best methodologists in the space are, who is the most knowledgeable, and then we work with them to design the best products in the world. Um, and that's a very strong relationship. So it's not, it's very different than some of the other funds in the space that will have like the community voting on what should be included or what goes in. Like this is like, these are really the most trusted names in the space, whether it's Bankless, DeFi Pulse. We have a number of indexes coming out with other methodologists over the next several months. And, and that's really the strength of the model. Interesting. So there could even be like a model portfolio index that, you know, some other people put together someday. Absolutely. The, the sky is the limit here. Um, we're deeply committed to really identifying and working with, with, with the best, best methodologists in the space to, to design uh, financial products. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the beginnings, the genesis of the index cooperative. Um, we spoke to Felix Fang uh, a year ago at the Crypto 2020 Summit, and uh, he told us, you know, about Set Protocol and what he was working on. He didn't, you know, he didn't mention index at that time, um, so maybe it was a little uh, in stealth mode. Uh, but tell us the genesis of Index Cooperative. Yeah, so I think you know, going back to really the origin from kind of day one. So in 2017, Felix Fang and Alex Song, um, they, they launched a Solidity Lab called Set Labs. And the really brilliant technological breakthrough they had was this idea that you can have one ERC token that will hold a basket of other ERC tokens inside of it. 
And they've, they've really pioneered that. They've, they're, they're arguably the best solidity lab in America right now. They're just incredible. And in fall of last year, they worked really closely with DeFi Pulse to design our initial index, which was DPI, the DeFi Pulse Index, something you can think of as like the S&P 500 of DeFi. Um, and then in order to launch that index, they realized that neither DeFi Pulse or Set Labs really had the infrastructure capability to launch and support major financial products. And they recognized that the best way to do that was to form a DAO and bring on really talented community members from just across the, across the ecosystem to do everything for these indexes, whether that is business development, growth, marketing, engineering, product, um, design. And that was really the genesis. And I think what we really have seen over the last year is it's really greater than the sum of its parts. So if you think of the methodologist as providing just the data input. And then token sets is this core technology that we're built on top of. But index co-op is really is the glue that brings it all together and is able to bring these products to a, to a truly massive market and drive them forward. Um, and it's, it's a real testament to the strength of the DAO model. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. I, I was I was going to ask about the uh, the recent NFT fund that is uh, being proposed, and so I'll admit it. I kind of missed a big chunk of the NFT wave. Uh, I you know I was very focused on Bitcoin, uh, DeFi, uh, and when the NFTs were coming out, I'm like, whoa, this is wild. But now uh, NFTs are you know some of these things are valued at millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, Steph Curry comes out the other day. He says he's big into crypto and NFTs and all these celebrities are talking about it. Um, and, and so uh, Index Coop is kind of responding to that market demand, I would say, and uh, or, or somebody is through the Index Cooperative and um, proposing an NFT fund. What kind of what's going on there? What's what's Simon's take? So that is our, our super secret project right now. I'm in about five different chats that are all putting it together and figuring out how to make this thing happen. I'm super excited about it. Um, And it brings us back to the core value proposition of Index Co-op. NFT is like, it's a big market, it's complex. And the reality is there's a ton of value that can be captured there by passive investing that maybe can't be captured by by the individual who's just saying, hey, this I think this is gonna go up or this is gonna go down. Um, and we, we really want to create a basket of the top, the top tier, uh, both in the, uh, NFT protocols and then the top tier assets in the space and give people a way to, to gain safe exposure to that asset class. Um, it's still very much a work in progress. There, there's some technical hurdles to using, uh, ERC 721s and indexes, but our team is super hard at work trying to make it happen. Yeah, I'm very excited at that. Uh, the other index that you know we'd, we'd like some color on is the Metaverse Index. Um, the MVI is the ticker for that, and that thing it's packed with uh, you know a lot of people have been you know talking about Axie Infinity and Sandbox and all these different kind of platforms like uh, Decentraland that how's the future of like digital real estate and how's the future of um, you know, digital marketplaces. Um, tell us a little bit about the metaverse index uh, from, from your viewpoint. So the metaverse index, in my opinion, is one of the best products we offer. 
Um, I think it's good to understand kind of the genesis of it and how it came about. So, you know, two of my two of my closest friends in Index Co-op, um, Dark Forest Capital and Artem Graham, Grandma, both they kind of saw this trend in like the late fall of last year of these metaverse protocols, things like Decentraland Games, actually starting to evolve, and they recognized that this was a really, really big change in really how people interact digitally with with games and kind of that whole space. And they they proposed that index to our community uh, last fall. And it, it went through a number of iterations as, as we really, as they really like honed in on the methodology and how to make it work. And, and we launched it, um, I believe, in March of this year. And it's just done an incredible job of capturing that entire space in a way that that is like once again that really highlights the value proposition. Because I was an you know early holder of MVI, but I personally like I'm not an expert on the metaverse. There's a number of protocols out there that. I just, I don't have time to dive into and I don't or, have time to Or try. even more so timing the waves, right? Timing the exactly. rotations and stuff. Most people aren't traders. And so tell us about how these things rebalance automatically so that even if you're like totally novice, totally don't know how to trade, you could buy this MVI index offered by the index cooperative and you could basically, you know, you know outperform the general market. 100%. So these indexes, they rebalance every month. Uh, based on market cap of the underlying protocols. So as one protocol is gaining in value, um, it, it's rebalancing to maintain a, a certain asset allocation across the entire space. And that's the key to it, right? Like when I look at MVI, the huge performance it's had over the last two months, it's been driven by a few of the coins in its in the portfolio. And if you're an average investor, you could have missed that. You would have bought one and it would have been flat this whole time and totally missed the coin that goes 20X or 30X. And, and then bought the top because you fumbled exactly. into the one that was moving. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's really yeah. brilliant. And what I think is so brilliant about Index Cooperative is that you know they you know they have the best teams uh, who have built these indexes in crypto for you know three or four years now. Anybody else who's trying to build competitors is just so behind the curve and just so behind the behind Index Cooperative. It's it's very apparent. It's incredible. Like I'll talk to um, Dark Forest and AG about what they're doing with the metaverse and who they're integrating with and what's happening, and it's just like I I walk away from every conversation, my mind just blowing. Being like, I am so glad we have two people who can just synthesize this and get it into a product I can hold. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. I mean, time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. In fact, I mean, here at Crypto 101, we used LinkedIn to hire our newest employee, Ryan. And funny enough, he actually, in turn, worked with the folks at LinkedIn to partner with us here on the podcast as a sponsor. So, so how about that? Uh, you can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Uh, you can focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need uh, and you could use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people, and then just use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. 
So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know that every week, actually, uh, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash crypto. That's LinkedIn. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And dot com slash crypto to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So there's a new type of a crypto investment that's sweeping across America right now. And it's not any new Ethereum killer or, or, or dog coin or anything like that. But tons of crypto investors are actually betting big on this new investment. And it's a market size that is actually expected to grow by another $1 trillion in just a few years, and, and barely anyone's talking about it. So until today, only a 1,000 people could actually access this investment. But now, thanks to a new law, uh, everyday people like you and me can get in on that action. And there's only one platform that's opening the door to this exclusive world. And this is called masterworks.io. Okay, It's a billion-dollar unicorn, and it makes it possible for you to profit off of the global art market. So what it does is by combining the power of art tech with crypto, now instead of paying $30 million for a Basquiat right, or a Banksy, uh, you can now use your crypto to invest in one of the, these you know, pieces of art using their platform. And it's basically like owning a piece of that, right? a real-life NFT, uh, but better. And their early investors have already gotten a 32% return from a Banksy painting, uh, which is uh, pretty mind-blowing, a Banksy painting. Wow. Uh, and their offerings have sold out in less than two hours. So if you want to join the 225,000 other members uh, and revolutionize the art world, you can skip the Masterworks waitlist with my link at masterworks.io slash crypto 101. That is masterworks.io slash crypto 101. And guys, it's very important that you see some disclosures. Um, so we link to those in the show notes. And we also, uh, you know, you could go to masterworks.io slash disclaimer and be sure to check that out. Okay, now on to the show. I've got a question that you can pass through to them the next time you have a conversation. Uh, one of the things that really frustrates me about crypto is how correlated everything is, even though what it does has nothing to do with anything. Ah, For example, the index token sector, uh, it doesn't, like if these are shares of an index, which they are, they should be trading it like a net asset value. They should track the so underlying. Much, yeah, it should be tracking the underlying. Exactly, Bryce. 
but it goes, it fluctuates all over the place. Um, it really doesn't have much to do with the net asset value of the underlying asset. So what can be done from index co-ops end to help exchanges, price charts, and aggregators like CoinGecko and the traders themselves properly value these tokens? So I think it's important to understand about our indexes, and this is the real beauty of the token set technology, is that they can be exchanged at any time for the underlying assets. So when you buy MBI or when you buy DPI, you're literally just buying a wrapper that holds the 10 top 10 DeFi projects or the top 20 metaverse projects and rebalances that every month. And yeah. at, any, at any point, it can be exchanged for those underlying. Um, and then we work really closely with market makers who are kind of constantly maintaining that, that NAV, the net asset value, and ensuring that the index itself is tracking the underlying. Um, and they do that simply by minting a new index if the price deviates and, and, and selling it in or, or, um, or you know, turning in the index and selling the underlying if the asset fluctuates. And you know, our, our, our indexes are very, very consistently within fractions of the percentage of, uh, of the actual net asset value of all the underlying. Wow, that's phenomenal. I mean, we've seen many different types of token baskets come and go. And the fact that you guys have resolved that issue and have market makers on your side, just literally minting and burning tokens as needed, just phenomenal. Great job. You know, um, one of the things that I'm super curious about is the uh, the bankless index, uh, the Bitcoin, I think the, the BED index, the Bitcoin, Ether, DeFi um, and, and the guys from the Bankless podcast, another great crypto podcast, um, they launched this thing through the Index Cooperative. So can you give us some insight into like, really, how did that product come about? Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Did they just propose something um, kind of from, from that initial thing, kind of through the launch to the uh, secondary market? Yeah. So Bed first started... Um, from our growth lead, Lemonade Alpha, who had been kind of playing around with this meme of like all the crypto you need to sleep well in bed at night. And it really uh, boiled down to like, hey, you just need Bitcoin, ETH, and DPI. And oh, so that, it's B E D, it's an acronym, and it also allows you to sleep in bed at night. Uh, it's exactly. a little cheeky. Love it. And <laughs> like, I think what we really wanted to have happen with that product was we wanted something that we could recommend to everyone who was entering crypto. Because, you know, how many of your listeners, how many of you guys, like, you're just, whenever somebody wants to get involved in crypto, you're just like, hey, buy some Bitcoin, buy some ETH, um, and then buy some DPI to get exposure to DeFi. Yeah, just get and comfortable first. Exactly. You got to get comfortable. And, you know, the Bankless team, those guys have just done an incredible job of onboarding, you know, hundreds of thousands of people into crypto. They're one of the really leading voices in the space, making it accessible. And we we wanted to partner closely with them to to give them uh, to give them a product that we can that can be a real that can really onboard people into crypto. Yeah, I love it. Maybe uh, we'll have to figure out how we could do a crypto one hundred and one uh, index or something one of these days. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That would be great, man. Um, so, so we're talk just going to long in all the indexes together. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, easy. We, we get pretty trippy pretty quick. Um, but yeah, just you know, you you're behind the scenes. You guys are launching a lot of new products. Uh, what, what else is on the horizon that, that that's exciting these days? So we, we have an awesome lineup of products that we'll be launching over the next several months, um, whether that is like stablecoin yield products that track, that find the best yield across stablecoins, 
Um, whether that is a crypto infrastructure index that tracks things like Chainlink and Filecoin. Um, we have a, robo, a robot advisory methodology that automatically, um, that automatically tracks like under, undervalued tokens. Um, we have an index with token terminal that's going to be proposed that uses a PE ratio to value um, the underlying protocols. And, and that's wow. exciting. That's exciting to me. But what's really exciting to me outside of just like the products we're launching is, is bringing this, this kind of investing, bringing this kind of organization to the broader world. Um, I'm firmly committed. I firmly believe that DAOs, these decentralized autonomous organizations are the way of the future. Um, they're incredibly efficient. They, they run themselves very well. And I'm, I can't wait to watch our DAO continue to grow, continue to scale, and um, really be the place for, for millions of people to land when they, when they take their first steps into crypto. So, Simon, a lot of crypto is about uh, aligning incentives. Um, and so I want to know, how do you or how does Index Cooperative attract methodologists to uh, dedicate their time to maintain these indexes, to think about them, to, to put in the code. Um, how, you know, what is the incentive structure of the index cooperative? Uh, and, and does the index token uh, kind of play a role in any of that? It does. Um, so all of our index, we charge a very, very small streaming fee, um, usually 0.9. Um, and that streaming fee is split between us and the external methodologists, usually 70, 30. So as the AUM of that index grows, um, the methodologists are earning more money and then index co-op is earning more money through those streaming fees. Um, and then on the index co-op side, those streaming fees accrue to our treasury um, in the, and our treasury, the index governance token is what controls those um, streaming fees. So a good example, year to date, we've generated um, just, oh, I think, just under $1.5 million in revenue um, over our first like nine months of existence. Nine and months, first nine months of existence, $1.5 million in revenue. Correct. Wow. And that like, that's, that's kind of the, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's stable, right? Like as long as there's funds in our index, we, like we earn, we continue to generate revenue and that continues to be controlled by the index governance token. And then we use, so we use our governance token to pay our contributors. So I, um, you know, I've lived hundred percent on crypto since December. Um, many of our contributors have as well. And, and we just, we, we pay out people um, within the organization using our governance token. Love it. How many holders of, um, you know, all of these different products are there? Is that a number that you, you, you might have off the top of your hand? Yeah. So it's just under 24,000. Just under twenty four thousand. So, man, the sky is kind of the limit uh, when you think about there are, you know, hundred hundred twenty five million total crypto users. That's kind of you know the, the recent estimates that we've seen, and twenty four thousand users. So, there's still a you know a huge, huge, huge addressable market just in the near term of crypto users. If you could give these people a great product. Right. And that, that just makes crypto investing flipping easier than anything, which is what you guys are doing. Um, now it's just a function of scaling right now. It's just a function of getting these products into the wallets of, of crypto users around the world. So, you know, how does index cooperative as this decentralized organization without really a central leader who's calling the shots and raising money uh, to scale? How do you guys grow 
to get to become a product that a million people use uh, within, you know, the next couple of years? So like that's, that's really front and center for us. Um, we, when I, when I think of like what will bring index co-op to, to millions of people is like, there's a couple of different areas. Um, we're very focused on large institutional investors um, and bringing them into holding these products because these are high quality ways to invest in DeFi. And, and the fact is most of these large institutions like Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, like they, they don't have some specific knowledge in DeFi. Like they need our help to navigate it. And then alongside that is there still are large barriers of entry for people to enter crypto and buy products on decentralized exchanges. And we're working very hard to, to list our products across a number of centralized exchanges. Um, and then I think the real core of the question, and this is maybe a little less tactical, is we want to build an organization that people are comfortable trusting like their financial futures with. And that means like building an organization built on very strong core values of integrity, ownership, trust, having the right kind of organization where we have you know, really high caliber, high caliber individuals who, who really believe in this and hold the products themselves and are able to really act as kind of like a gateway for people entering crypto. That's amazing. So I would say the only barrier to getting any of these indexes right now is just the cost of Ethereum gas, which today, you know, blew away all time highs. Has there been any talk internally about expanding onto a Polygon or a Solana to bring these opportunities to even more people? Absolutely. So we are, we're deep in conversation. Our products already exist on, uh, on Polygon. They've been ported over, but we're deep in conversation with a number of kind of like the leading platforms on Polygon to, to more prominently feature our products. And then, you know, from there, we're, we have a whole team working on layer two solutions, getting onto side chains, getting onto platforms like Solana. Um, like the, the sky is the limit there. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, what would you say uh, kind of going uh, back to the institutional side of the conversation you just mentioned, uh, you said Goldman Sachs, for example, but just in their mind, right? In the institution's mind, what do they want with the index cooperative? What is in it for them to partner with you guys? And, and, and what do these institutions really desire? So I think the institutions desire the same thing as you and me or anybody who's listening. They want a way to gain access to this asset class, which is DeFi. And the reality is, um, yes, like these are highly sophisticated financial institutions, but they're sophisticated in traditional finance, not in DeFi. And um, if, if they want exposure to this asset class, we've, how many times over the last 10 years have we seen institutional institutions or enterprises like just mess up blockchain? Like they make the wrong bets, they go the wrong direction, they totally miss the core tenants of the technology. And and we want to we want to be we want to be a landing spot for those institutions as they enter this space and learn about it. Um, and I strongly believe that our our indexes provide the most compelling way for them to gain broad asset exposure to the entire asset class. Yeah, fascinating. I, I love that, and uh, it's always good to hear from people that are working day in and day out talking to these institutions. Uh, that yeah, they they, they want to buy, they want to learn, they're interested in this space. 
One of the things I want to want to kind of talk about uh, while we still have you, uh, I want to know a little bit more about the general inflation schedule or issuance schedule of the index governance token. And kind of just to contextualize it, like a lot of people uh, understand like Bitcoin, right? It has a halving every four years, the inflation rate gets cut in half. Uh, But with now a lot of these newfangled sort of governance tokens, people aren't so clear. It's just like, you know, well, maybe in in a year, 50% of the tokens are released. And then uh, you know, it goes to the team and marketing and all that kind of stuff. And and so help frame our thinking around the overall just like maybe inflation mechanism in the index governance token. Yeah. So there's a total of 10 million of our governance token, and those are unlocked to our treasury, not like the market as a whole, um, over over the next three years. And those are unlocked linearly. Um, like so what that means is kind of like. Our treasury, you know, I don't anticipate us issuing a ton more of our governance token on the open market. Um, it's kind of in our treasury, really just to fund our operations, um, to pay our core contributors, uh, to fund our partnerships, and uh, really act in that manner. Awesome. That's another interesting point that I wanted to bring up about these index tokens is the total supply of tokens for these indexes are really irrelevant. You know, we look at things and we're trying to focus on circulating supply versus, you know, finding a scarce asset, but it really doesn't matter in any of these index baskets because you can go and mint new tokens. You can go redeem them, which essentially burns all the time. So it doesn't matter if an index has a thousand tokens or 10,000 or a million or 10 trillion because they're all an equal share and 100%. really just represent an equal share of the underlying assets that are in that basket. So if you see something like MVI, which only I think had like 2 million shares when I first bought mine, I wasn't looking at it because it was a scarce asset. I was looking at it because- The assets within the asset. Exactly. 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 The assets within the assets. So- We're getting meta. uh, Yeah, exactly. You know, my team, you know, we're looking at all this stuff and we said, we don't have time to understand this, but we know most of these assets that are in the basket- we're going to let the people behind the scenes do what they do. And we're looking at Axie Infinity specifically saying, I don't know, it's a game. How do we capitalize off this game? We're, you know, I don't have time to play games. I'm an adult. But thanks to buying a ton of MBI, we got to catch a huge piece of that run up. So thank you. Yeah. Appreciate One, it. Shout out to Dark Forest and AG, but like 100%. Um, like I've, I've, like I've worked like, essentially every day of my life in DeFi since last November, right? Like that's all I have thought about. That's all I've focused on. And I don't have time to make like really specific plays. Like I probably have the knowledge, but like, I just, I don't, it's just like, it's too, it's, there's too much going on. There's too much being that I'm involved in. And it's like, I need an index to just track it that I can kind of set it and forget it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like every, I think, it's and it doesn't people like I think they're like, oh, you know, I'll be smart or I'll do this. It's not about smarts. It's about just recognizing what your strengths are and playing to those. And um, yeah, there's a very small fraction of the population that can be like make really good specific bets in a bunch of different people, including myself. We need a way to, to be able to invest in this sector as a whole in a way that offers us long-term security. Love it. Love it. Simon, um, 
I want to, you know, kind of round things out uh, with a little bit of just like, you know, life lessons. Uh, and I'm curious about your your experience as a an officer of the military. Um, and, you know, I, I recently read a book called Extreme Ownership, and it was by a guy named Jocko Wilnick. And he started talking about um, just how his experience as a leader in the Navy SEALs like affected his business. And now he helps like a bunch of people just make great business decisions day in and day out and day in and day out. And it's about like, you know, taking ownership for everything that goes on in your organization. So like, that's one thing like I, I, you know, I wanted to share with Crypto 101, but I would love to like know how you think about like bringing in your, you know, your military history and your, your, your uh, to lead this sort of, you know, you are a leader, right? Like tell us. So, you know, when I first got into crypto last or like first really started working in crypto, I had no background in technology whatsoever, really no interaction there. And I was really worried that like the skills I developed in the military were just kind of be irrelevant. And I would have to, you know, become this tech bro to do these <laughs> things that I had no background in. Right. And I think one of the coolest experiences is recognizing that all the skills I learned in the military really poured over one-to-one. And mm. it's sometimes it's as simple as just being able to, you know, kind of see the big picture, being able to, um, you know, not get too stressed when the markets get too crazy or hectic, being able to rally people around like a common goal, a common mission. And um, you know, I'm a huge believer in, in service, servant leadership and the concept, like you're not doing it for yourself. You're not doing it just to get like rich and have a nice car, right? Like that's lame. Like that's boring. That's been done. We're doing this to build a better financial future for every single person in the world. Like that is why we are here. That is why I am here. That is why I'm so passionate about index co-op. That is what drives me. Um, and that's what crypto needs. Like we don't need any more people like pumping coins or saying, this is good. This is good. We need people who are committed to building a better world because like, that is what we're doing. Like that is what you guys are doing. Um, that is what everybody's doing and working so hard to do right now. And like, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what gets me excited about working at index club. Like that is what I am passionate about. Um, and like, that is why I'm incredibly, incredibly humbled to be part of index co-op every single day, man. I couldn't have thought of a, a better response. I really appreciate that insight. Um, Simon, before we let you go, is, is there anything that we didn't hit on for index? Is there anything we missed? Um, whether that's some impressive growth stats that you wanted to mention, uh, some exciting, you know, things. Yeah. So I want to. I want to talk to your listeners for a second. Um, there's a lot of people out in the world who are, who are looking at crypto and they want to get involved and they want to learn more and, and, and they're scared. And, you know, I was scared when I was looking at crypto for the first time, like everybody remembers buying Ethereum or Bitcoin the first time. You're like, what did I just buy? There goes my money. And everybody's intimidated too. It can be very easy for people to be like, man, all these people are so smart. They know what's going on. Like, this is just so scary. Um, and I want to tell every listener, don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. If you want to create a path for yourself in crypto, the path is out there. You can find it. You can work in crypto. You can help change the world. Um, you can take it one step at a time. And if you think you don't have the skills, if you think you don't have what you need, like I would tell them that like you have it, have everything you need. 
Um, like what you guys are doing right now with this podcast, that's a great, that's a great example of that. There's so many passionate people out there who are, who are building it. They're figuring out, they're saying, Hey, maybe what I learned at my old job doesn't port one-to-one and it's not the exact same job, but I'm smart and I'm creative and I'm going to figure out a way for me to, to make a living and build my life around crypto. Like if I can do it, if, you know, Bryce, Aaron, if you guys can do it, every single one of your listeners can do it. So, you know, if this podcast really resonated, you know, reach out on Twitter, join our discord, introduce yourself. Once you get to the point of starting having one-on-ones with people in crypto, having actual conversations, like that's the hard point from there on. It's all easy. It's all downhill. Just, you know, make the jump, make the jump, get off zero. Right. (laughs) I love it. And don't reply to anyone who messages you first. Keep it in the channel. Don't get scammed. (laughs) Simon, that was absolutely brilliant and inspirational. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We'd love to talk to you for another four hours, but we have to be respectful of your time and ours as well. But we're definitely going to have you back very soon and on any virtual summits that we're going to be putting on. Um, We love what you're you're doing over there at the Index Co-op. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for helping us make the world a better place. Hey, thanks guys. Pleasure, pleasure is all mine. Keep rocking, keep killing it. Um, you guys are truly on the front lines doing doing just you know awesome work out there, so keep it up. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.